Welcome to uh, commentary for uh, episode 107, The Poll, uh, first season of Sons of Anarchy. My name is Kurt Sutter. Oh, I'm Guy Ferlin, director. Uh, Charlie Hunnam, Jax Teller. Maggie Sif, Tara Knowles. You know, I, I was actually thrilled to, um, to get Guy to direct this episode. Um, uh, Guy was, I think you directed more episodes of The Shield than any other director, is that, am I? I think right? it was Big 14. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and had done uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of the bigger Shield episodes and a lot of the ones that dealt with some more of the sensitive nature and the, and the, and the intricacies of character and, uh, and was thrilled to know that he was gonna be helming this episode, which to me was probably one of the most pivotal episodes, if not this season, maybe in the series in terms of Jackson Tara's relationship. Ad revenue from our website. What I wanted to ask you, Kurt, was this is a pretty big episode in general for the whole season, mm -hmm. and it's right in the middle. Is that customary to try to, midway through a season, do a particularly epic episode? I, I think it, it serves a season to sort of have a... Um, um, uh, an episode that's, you know, whether it's halfway through or, or sometimes closer to the back end, that you have some sort of either resolution or, um, uh, or um, you know, you, you, you're, able, you're able to sort of hit something on a, a mark, uh, almost as like a, um, having it be its own little season, so right. that you have, emotionally, you have some place to then reboot for those last three or four episodes. Right. Um, Rather than you know playing out you know um, maybe one long character emotional arc over thirteen episodes, right? Just something to sort of kick it into a new gear. Because Tara and I come to a head, and to a certain degree, Clay and I's relationship kind of comes to a head in this in this yeah. episode too. Yeah. I mean, there's been tension building, and it really kind of explodes midway point, mid midway through this episode. Yeah. And thanks for that great intro, by the way. Oh, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Charlie jumped in, but uh, I'm sorry. Now you were going to say something. No, I think uh, uh, um, uh, you know, just in terms of, of of planning out the arc. You know, I don't think. I mean, I don't go into a season thinking what's you know what's going to happen in episode seven or eight. That's 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 going to be that. But I think you know that just sort of happens as you craft it, and sometimes. You know, sometimes it falls episode five, sometimes it falls episode, you know, seven or eight, but that you, you know, you can sort of uh, have something to, to bring you home, so to speak. Right. And so. also something to head for, because I feel like when we started the season, you knew that certain things were heading to this particular point, and it yeah. gave us something as actors to kind of move towards ourselves yeah. towards, which was helpful. Just a directorial thing, speaking about the scene at hand, one of the things I love most about this series. Um, you know, Kurt really wanted to infuse it with a kind of epic feel to it rather than, an, you know, necessarily intimate television feel. And we really kind of steer away from an overabundance of handhelds and stuff. In this scene, I just really went crazy and stole a lot of Western imagery. There was a shot earlier where I, you know, have... Uh, um, you know, someone here we go way in deep, mm. way in the mm -hmm. background there, and and you know, I, you don't get a lot of opportunities like this. This is basically a 
a ripoff of Sergio Leone this scene. <laughs> and, it was, and there's no discouragement for any of that shameless stuff. It really is just, you know, there's a mythological element to these characters, and, you know, fortunately this series gets to, you know, keep that going visually. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely, um, you know, the whole uh, modern-day Western component we definitely try to play out, you know. What do you want? Gotta put down a couple of dogs, make Does this look like Northern California? That's just a question. Or does it... I think it looks like parts of it. Yeah. Yeah. It really In does, yeah. Sam Crowbars. I don't know where this was, but we shoot most of our exteriors in Tahunga and Sunland. And, and the interesting thing about that part of the California is it, it, it was a fairly, I don't, I don't know if depressed is, is, the, is, is the accurate way to describe it, but it was, you know, they were less affluent than many of the other Southern California towns, and they could not afford to import all the palm trees right. that other parts of California could afford to do. So as a result, all the trees there that are indigenous and as they are in the rest of California. So it does, you know, it, it does definitely have a Northern California feel. You don't feel like you're in Southern California when you're up in Sunland and Tahunga, I don't think. But the locale of the show isn't necessarily Northern. It's uh, mid, isn't it? No, it's Northern. It's it's lower Northern, but it's, um, you know, we, we play, we're about 45 minutes outside of, of uh, uh, of Oakland, you know, um, south, um, south or north? south southeast yeah, okay. of, right. of of Oakland. Yeah, yeah. you know, where we play the logic of Sherming being somewhere between Lodi and Stockton, which gotcha. is San Joaquin County. Crazy day. Right. right. I uh, am absolutely in love with this scene. These two acting around a little doll. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we all act around little dolls, except for the odd shot here and there. About you, about him. About Tara. What happened? I'm going to get wrapped up in the story if I'm not careful. No, no, that's... Uh, just, just watch. It's been a while. I tried to pull you away. I didn't leave, did I? But she did. Broke As you heart. had mentioned, Maggie, I... Um, you know, I knew... Um, uh, I, you know, I had this arc in mind um, from the jump with the series and with these characters and... and uh, this was the reason, you know, in my mind that uh, the primary reason that brought you back to Charming was running away from um, from Cone, you know, and uh, and ult ultimately that you're there to to seek shelter in a way from the one guy, you know, who wouldn't have a problem putting down a Fed if push came to shove. Whether you were conscious of that or not, that that was definitely the reason why you're there. And and we really sort of see it come to a head uh, an opportunity to see it come to a head in this episode. So it was great for me. I mean, this to me was as, this arc was as uh, integral as, as almost anything uh, that was in the pilot. Um, yeah, it's such a, um, sometimes I feel like such a fish out of water on the show because she's, you know, the character is a doctor and she's pulled her life together and I'm always, you know, in, in, sort of roaming the halls of this very safe, clean hospital and then... Look at these two. And then these two <laughs> <are> <laughs> in. Oh my Or the boys God. and their cuts. Yeah. And I'm like, oh God, my other life. It's yeah. just incredible. My other self. And, uh, and we actually go to New Jersey to dress Dendry for every show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's a wonderful actress. 
you know, it's, it's, this is a scene we probably took almost 45 minutes rehearsing, and it seems like such a simple thing, two people sitting close to each other on a couch. But it's a dramatic scene. There's desperate people in it, but it's very funny. And, you know, you just don't luck into that stuff. That only comes with, you know, two very experienced actors who have no problem rehearsing it over and over and getting the beats and not being afraid of saying, I lost it. You know, they, 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 they're, they're grateful for it. And then it's like great, in, it's great um, they're like great musicians, you know, they, they're knowing how to play their instrument. And any time I can work in the phrase, two in the ass, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm pretty happy. Yeah, you are, yeah. aren't you? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to bring, I had to bring it down there. I, I, read, I, yeah, yeah. I read a couple uh, scripts in the new season, too, uh, Kurt, and uh, you don't let us down. I, I do what there's, I can. There's a line that, I, tune in next season, folks. <laughs> I love these two ladies. I love their, their <laughs> dynamics. She's like, fuck you and your teddy bear. And our, our leading man who actually rides a bike. It's fantastic. No green screen shots. Actually standing shot. on the pegs. And Beautiful. he rides it well enough that I've ridden on the back. That's right. Really looks great. And it's so great. You know, we had we had like two hours to film this scene. Look at all these shots, but and it was hot and brutal. And that poor know, bastard. It was so hot. It was so on we the have hood to of that it, truck, yeah. and he was lying face it, down Charlie, onto you it. You really helped. You knew what every shot had to do, and it was just great. It was. This is a very effective scene. I will say, and and I'll give Charlie a, a stroke here, but I think. Uh, um, you know, I feel really fortunate that, uh, you know, I have a star of my show who, you know, is the first guy on set and, you know, never late, you know, always, always does his homework, always shows up well prepared and, uh, and just sets, you know, just, you just really set the right tone for the show and the rest of the actors. You know, the, everybody's oh, like that you, on this man. show, which is one of the great, you know, joys of doing this show. Everybody is well, not there Theo, to... man. Oh, I, I beg to differ. He's... I know. I love Theo. Yeah. yeah. Um, They're all amazing. I don't know if you remember this, Charlie. I had conversations with you early on about, like, you know, part of the deal is, like, having to be a team captain. You know what I mean? Yeah, I remember. And, it's, and, uh, uh, and you just picked up that ball and, uh, and uh, you know. I was so intimidated by that because I didn't know exactly what you meant by right, that, right, but right. it seems, you know, that just my natural approach. Just leading by example. No, it's, it just sets it just sets the right tone because then there's then it just, it's it has to trickle down. You know what I mean? And, well, uh, and the truth is that Charlie knows the name of every crew person and every extra, and everybody wants to talk to Charlie, and he does. <laughs> you sit and you talk to everybody, and you don't just you know you don't do it to be kind. You really engage everybody. I wish we had more scenes with this guy, not to change the subject, but this is a very good actor here. That's the guy that was laying on the hood. He right? was the yeah. guy laying on the hood, yeah. and he really, uh, yeah, he's he's good. I think this show actually was filmed not too long before, no, not just after the strike. That's right. It was just after the, the writer's strike, and I was shocked 
It was my first show after the strike. Mm -hmm. I was shocked at the level of actor that showed in up for our uh, our day players. Um, yeah, he was uh, yeah, really fantastic. Yeah, that guy, really and a good hell of too. a nice guy. Mm -hmm. No, I think and it, he works a lot too. We, uh, I think, what happened uh, on the Shield is now happening on this show. There's a certain amount of street cred you get yeah. as an actor for even coming on doing a, you know, doing a, a smaller role, and uh, I. I've, felt like that started to happen towards the back half of uh, last season and, uh, and definitely think, so yeah, far this you're season absolutely is. absolutely right. Absolutely right. And Guy did a, you know, this is like one of these scenes where you write it on a script, you're like, that's really cool, but, you know, w to, to execute <laughs> it sometimes on, on, on our budget. Well, we have an amazing schedule. stunt uh, yeah, second unit uh, director who, you know, integrated um, uh, you know, a lot of these uh, shots, which I, I don't have the time to film. I'm filming something else on the other, you know, just down the road. And uh, so, um, you know, Steve's, Steve's incredible. And, you know, like this scene is a good example because it's not exactly how it was written. Mm -hmm. Close enough, but, you know, we, you know that it's great when you have a producer like Kurt. You know, you go into the office and you say, "This is what we can do. We think we can improve here. We can only afford this," and he gets it. You know, and well, a from, good scene comes out of it. I was impressed when I saw it. I have a distinct memory of reading that script with the oil tanker and being like, "Yeah, right." <laughs> <laughs> See what that comes out looking like. Uh, no, it was great. And for me, it's it's you know you have an, you have a, a vision, and, and as to me, as long as as long as the story gets conveyed, you know. Um, uh, and, and all the story points are hit and the emotional stuff is hit. It's, you know, it, it, obviously you're constricted. You're well, we shot this so, to, We uh, shot this episode in seven days. Mm -hmm. This is huge. This is my first scene with Charlie Hunnam. Right here? Yep. Hopefully that scene that went after that long chase will end up on the extras of the DVD because there was a great scene that went after that chase yes. that was really fun. Uh, that, uh, I think that is on the, uh, the, on the DVD extras, I believe, yeah. I'm looking at somebody in this room, and they're like, I don't, I don't fucking know. But, uh, yes, but I, I believe it is. Yeah, there's that whole little pop that happens with those two drivers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Can I just say how much I love Dayton Callie? Oh, yeah. my God. We were just giving him shit in the last commentary. You were? Yeah, all these guys were ragging on him, but in a good way. <laughs> I, you know, I had said I fell in love with Dayton uh, on Deadwood, Charlie yeah. Utter, you know what I mean? And, uh, and uh, had been looking... For, for something for him uh, on this show and and this character came up and uh, you know he's he's gold every time he steps on gold. screen gold gold gets it uh, this this scene you know I wanted to make interesting because it's a lot of it's kind of actually exposition no offense Kurt but no it's not a particularly dramatic scene and you know you know he was very game for you know move here and help me reveal the truck in the middle of the scene instead of the beginning because that was, you know, and, uh, you know, and Charlie too. Remember that scene was, uh, that, that location was right next to the uh, We shot that on the freeway. truck day. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was ne right next to the five freeway. There was a freeway maybe right <laughs> 15 foot to the other side exactly. of the shooting. And actually every single word of that scene is ADR. Oh, because oh, it was so loud, right? Because it was so loud. Right. We couldn't even hear There's ourselves. There's going to be some of that. And, uh, unfortunately, we're not really filming up in uh, Lodi. Right, right, so yeah. 
We've got, uh, we do have some problems, even um, on our exteriors around the stage sometimes. Well, we're in a, we're in a, um, we're in a, uh, 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 an airport pattern here mm -hmm. for uh, Van Nuys and Burbank. So we're all, even when we're indoors sometimes, we're holding for planes. My prospect. It's just, you know, thinking outside the box. <laughs> Get a chance to talk to that tanker driver? Yeah. I love no this scene. No at the mill. Drive both crank up and Pope. That's where he filled his tanker with diesel. When we were brought in Johnny and we cast him, you know, I had a conversation with him early on because, you know, he was just sort of concerned about, you know, what his character was going to do, where he was going to go. And I explained to him that he and Juice were sort of my Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Mm -hmm. and, and, like, as soon as I did that, he was like, oh, okay, I get it. Oh, right. And more violent. But it takes a touch of genius and lots of courage to move something in the opposite direction. We haven't seen the... We haven't seen, yeah, we haven't seen this in the second season yet, have we? No, not no, yet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I've been writing a journal. Yes. Which I love. Okay. So, Kurt, when you, when, when you were, like, you know, you and the production designer, and when this show was being put together, even in the pilot stage, you must have... I mean, I, I'm just constantly amazed at the authenticity, or at least the feel of authenticity, of, of the clubhouse and the exterior here. Everything about it to me, I just, it's, it's one of the richest sets I've ever really worked on. No, I think, uh, I mean, uh, again, just coming from cutting my teeth on, on, the, on the shield, which, you know, was the same kind of deal. Um, that home set we built there was was all had that same kind of richness and you know I spent a lot of time uh, went to quite a few clubhouses and and had a really sense of what I wanted it to look like and mm -hmm. um, did you take pictures when you went or uh, they probably didn't I, let you do I, that, I didn't right? want to take pictures I really right. you know but I I you know uh, in fact I described it so well in the early pilot they had asked me to remove a couple things you know? oh, right. and uh, um, um, but. Um, yeah, and, and I knew, I mean, I love the idea of creating a home set, you know, to have all my interiors in one place um, right by my offices. I you know, I love being around set. I love being around the actors, and it was just important for me to sort of, you know, have a, have a home where, uh, where I could do that. And, uh, um, and we, you know, we're here in the middle of, you know, we're in the, the armpit of North Hollywood here, and... Uh, we, uh, <laughs> as the trucks as rumble the, past, and the planes fly away. Um, uh, that uh, you know that we were really able to uh, create something. In fact, I think I, I don't know if you were there that day, Charlie. That we were maybe it might have been early on before we were filming, but um, the front, the side gate was open. We had like in the course of a day, like four or five people pulled in to get their car tuned up. <laughs> wow, I oh, love that. That's fantastic. That's awesome. That's great. So this. Um, this sequence we're about to head into here, um, uh, this was definitely something I could never have done unless I had really cut my teeth on a show like The Shield and not just done one or two episodes. Because this day where we filmed what you're about to see was actually a nine-page day on top of it with night work. <laughs> was it really good, man? In a, oh yeah, and a shootout, and it was yeah, it was definitely one of the most challenging days I've ever had. But you know, everything worked perfectly. It um, we didn't go over, um, and uh, everything just worked. Um, we um, you know, I love this actor Jamie. Uh, you know what had happened Jamie to us, McShane. Jamie McShane. We had uh, uh, another actor, the guy that was playing McKeevy, 
who um, uh, I guess was on that show Brotherhood at Showtime, yeah. and uh, uh, and uh, they couldn't they couldn't uh, they couldn't shake him free. So we ended up having to sort of think on our feet and create this character. And and uh, and you know again, it was one of those things where it ended up being like the really smart choice because Jamie was great and did a great job for us. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, First time I hold my baby. That's right. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. So sweet. <laughs> She's a little girl, right? Yeah. I was going to say, is it okay to reveal the fact that all of our Abels are little, <laughs> yeah. little girl babies? I was commenting about how they've changed so much on season two, but I won't go into that again. <laughs> <laughs> I still owe a baby shot for the episode I just filmed, and I'm worried that baby's going to change so much in the oh. three weeks that... Mm. Awesome. The new so twins are great. The new babies are great. Oh, They're great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great. They're great. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Very yeah. nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love this. these people. That's a great this cut is... from the innocent baby to a kick to the face on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Who was your editor on this? Was it... Uh... This is Jordan. Jordan, yeah. I gotta say, one of my favorite, you know, I, I have this, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Austrian and Norwegian, I don't think I have any Irish in me, but I, I just have this, uh, affinity, affinity for, uh, for Irish culture and Celtic culture, and, yeah. and, uh, I've had a couple other projects where I was trying to do, and, and to, to be able to work this component into the show is really exciting for me. Uh, it really feels, feels right, yeah. too. There we go. I love that Tig doing his job yeah. without even thinking, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did that woman just get gunned down? Yeah, she did. Yeah. Oh, man. I forgot that part. You know, but we, you know, we did all this without any, like, you know, squibs covered with flesh or anything. It's all tricks, you know, and exploding furniture and sound. And mm -hmm. Really, really, really works. I just sort of, like, strangely compartmentalize and detach when I do anything that Kurt writes, you know? I, <laughs> and it just never, and, which is great. It's, it's, you know, it, you know, you really, then you really believe in the material. I never really stop I can't. You can't stop to really think about how wrong it is. <laughs> well, that, it, and that just gives it its air of reality. You know, it, you don't relish in it. You you show it, and you don't you don't you know flinch from it, or comment, or or necessarily even romanticize it. This war ain't gonna be slow and steady. Uh oh. Guns and drums. This is a great song. You okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kim Coates really does have the best psychopathic expression of anybody <laughs> I have ever seen in it's, my it's, life. It's pretty stony. Yeah, that's, there's a lot of expressions actually. It's uh, it's it, quite I love amazing. The, I, I love the lighting in this room because Paul just threw enough green where you'd catch it on the sides of people's faces mm -hmm. or the tops of their hair. This is one of my favorite scenes. Um, yeah, ever. This uh, this is uh, one of those things we had 
two and a half hours to get it, and it's like, it, there's so many nice dramatic levels. Um, Charlie and, and Ron really begin the, I guess this is the beginning of the challenge. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I would Alvarez know about the Irish. Darby, man. It was Darby. The Nords and the Mayans had joined forces. I saw it happening weeks ago when we blew up that warehouse. I told you we should have handled it then. This is Bloody Sunday, brother. We're going to call in all the sons, all of them. Just yeah. so simple. Yeah. Yeah. Back yeah. now. Seems right. Right out of Shakespeare, this scene. Need bodies need guns. You with us here? We're not ready for war. We got no cash. We got no weapons surplus. Not to mention ATF still. You can always find cash and weapons. The question is, are you with us here? Can you give us a minute? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm distracted? All this shit with my kid? I'm very concerned about your focus, but I'm having serious doubts about your level of commitment to this club. I risked my life for 15 grand today because this club needed it. My commitment hasn't changed. And the damage that happened to my family, yeah. It's interesting, I had a conversation with Charlie today about growing up with Clay. Like, right. you know, um, father, like, father-son beefs and spats sure. and like, how much of it is is club related? How much is it, of it is historical? Right. You know what I mean? Because it's all you know, it's all colored when it's family like that. You know, even though it's you know stepdad, not biological dad. It's you know, there's all that shit going on. All that shit going on, but still, I mean, Jax is also such an independent character. I always felt that you know, from a young age, he was just out on a bike by himself, and mm -hmm. and you know, I I love that there's still a freshness between the conflict with him and his father in this because they still don't really know each other because they're both so independent. Clay, I'm, I'm worried about this, okay? Yeah, I, I, just the notion also... And, and These guys know each other. Yeah, there's a, this, you know, they're brothers here. But just the notion that, and I, what I love about the idea of Jax is that, and we've had this discussion, is that, you know, he's, he's a proactive guy, you know, is sometimes impulsive and is constantly moving forward, and yet... The tragic flaw is that sometimes he doesn't know which direction to go in, and he's still trying to figure out who he is. Slugging his arse may have hit an artery. It's probably the only thing that's slowing down the blood loss. The only way we're going to save this guy... And I just thought it was interesting that we made Chibs the guy that had, like, medical knowledge. I know, it's so great. <laughs> It was, I guess, he was court-martialed after five months. So. What happened? Mm-hmm. Ask him. Oh, my God. You know, and it's also just, you know, as a director, you, you get a lot of jobs where you're filming characters who are married and you never believe in a million years that these people have any chemistry at all. These two. Sorry, Kurt. <laughs> no, no. They've got something. There's something so beautiful between these two. You, no matter how bad they are in some circumstances in their life, I absolutely love this couple. 
I I always you no know, that was the thing for me is like I, I really wanted you know a couple that as as dysfunctional as the world was and as maybe as as dangerous as as the relationship was that ultimately they loved each other and were attracted to each other and you know it wasn't Carmela and 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 Tony you know it was really these this this couple that that adored each other and that you know it got complicated it got messy and they fight but ultimately you know that showing that love was really important mm -hmm. and we got in and and there was there was great chemistry between those two motherfucker now now we're getting into an area of this uh of this episode, which, uh, you know, this episode has a lot of intrigue in the first half, and then suddenly it completely switches gears, which I, I've never seen anything like before and really loved uh, being a part of. When I heard you were back in town, I ran the scenario of how this would work. You and me. What it look like. I liked the the idea of, of you know having the episode steamrolling in one direction with a whole set of things and then throwing in it's really the whole third act. Suddenly the third act this thing shows up that snaps everybody's head in the other direction and you know it was a risk. It was either going to fail miserably and feel completely bifurcated or it was it was going to work. I, and, I, know, I run into people and you know talk about the series and I'm like do you ever you know do you remember the scene where and everyone re who's seen the series remembers this right. the thing as an actor that was so exciting about it was um, you, you describe it as an act and um, Jay Carnes and I who are both from the theater I think we're so there was something uh, so exciting about being able to stretch out over a really, really long scene mm -hmm. that we shot all in one day. And um, it was really compressed and sort of psychologically intense. And we felt, I mean, as uncomfortable as it was, and it was, we felt strangely at home in sort of making it, like doing the work of making it. We made it. sure that we had six hours set aside to do this scene, the scene that's coming in after the act break. And, at least two hours of that was spent on rehearsal. Mm -hmm. um, and we had had many meetings before we started the scene, you know, with Maggie especially, to talk about, you know, just technical things mm -hmm. and what we expected her to do and, you know, what she expected us to do. <clears throat> and I think that that time we I knew from the ver first day I read the script I that's the first thing I talked to Kevin Carmen about like, I don't care what the schedule is we're not filming this scene in two hours it's impossible to do well and you know I think we see here two actors who you know because the scenes long and we found ways of filming very long takes they really lose themselves in it and you don't get to do that that much. You know, and I was uh, obviously a big fan of Jay's and really thought of him for this character from the jump. And, um, and <laughs> what I always, does you know, that say? <laughs> I, well, I always had this pitch for Dutch, his character on The Shield, was that we're the last 
episode of the the show, we were going to go in Dutch's basement and find full of like bodies and find <laughs> all out, the and, victims and, from and, the show. Yeah, and find out he was essentially <laughs> this crazed serial killer. That was my pitch that never made it. But so when I had an opportunity to actually do that with him, it was it was a, it was a lot of fun. And and uh, he's such a sweet and man. And he just sunk his teeth yeah. into this. I mean, he, he's somebody who's completely aware of his persona and runs with it. And okay, so I'm going to be. A psycho? Great. I'm going to be a Jay Karn psycho. And he's so, the thing that made the character so incredibly scary was how, you know, reasonable and well, just wounded and that's Jay. logical that he was, you know. That's, and, that's the libertarian in him. I know. <laughs> but it was so interesting in this scene to feel all of that kind of benign affect become so intensely threatening. Mm -hmm. What I loved, what Maggie was doing through this from the beginning, you know, first she she's made to sit down on this bed, and you can tell how scared she is, but very quickly you can see this character say, okay, I'm going to engage, I'm going to be strong, and I'm going to think. And there's, you know... The scene gets really intense, and it would be so easy to just completely go into the, you know, the the the, the frantic and, I just it's just electric. Well, that was the challenge of it was sort of like, really getting to the bottom of what you do when you know, when you, you could want die to survive. Any minute. Mm -hmm. When you want to survive. You know, right. when it, everything depends on. Staying calm and because clearly this guy is gone. He's <laughs> <laughs> just and, and that's actually a real cut on his nose, isn't it, Charlie? Isn't that from? Didn't yes. we really? Didn't we really fuck him up? Yeah, we right? did. Well, I didn't, but yeah, did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> it was in this scene, yeah, the scene, uh, the episode before right. this, we in, in this sequence where I rumble with him in Floyd's mm -hmm. barbershop. We. Screwed up the choreography a little bit, and he ended up going face first into the wall. <laughs> Jay Carnes, who I will say is an editor's nightmare, because he's a guy who never does the same thing on any take. <laughs> right. Well, we I, I knew a little of that, and I was worried about this scene. I mean, if he was I was pretty good. No, well, he was fine. I'm just kidding. If, if I if I just let this scene play, uh, because you know these actors are in you know a very intense situation and. And there, the instinct is to take your time, think, then say your line. The edited version, we didn't take any lines out, but we took a lot of air out. Um, and uh, still it fills up an act. Um, so I was very careful to, you know, make sure that we had ways around to, to shorten it without taking any of, any of the beats out. Um, I had an abortion at six weeks. It was never and matching really plays into that too. There's so much for an actor. I'm amazed that these people can remember their lines for something so long, <laughs> let alone, you know, what hand were they leaning on? It was funny, Jay and I were talking about how strangely comfortable it was, and I think it's because, I think because we both started out in the theater, we're really used to working with longer psychological arcs and, mm -hmm. you know, having more language and kind of, mm -hmm. And because we got to rehearse it mm -hmm. in the way that we did, something about the way it was laid in, it became very easy to duplicate the technical things mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that we were free to right. play with the psychological mm -hmm. element. Mm -hmm. But still, we only had six hours, and it's, it's remarkable. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just amazed at the, uh, 
that we were able that the Andy Williams people actually let us use this song. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, know. I was like, really? God bless. God bless them. Oh. Let me give you that gift. This is so funny because, you know, I guess it was basically written this way, but I had no idea in my mind it would turn out so, you know, with a the gun there and her eyes and it kind of like Hitchcockian and sexy, like a De Palma kind of thing, you know, really, I was surprised how it ended up that way. This is, this is great. I know you don't want to hurt me. I know you don't. I know you love me. Then love me. <laughs> so you're a twisted, <laughs> twisted man. I love this song. <laughs> it's a song of my youth. I'm sorry. I don't want to hurt you. It just—I'm in so much pain. I wish Jay, you know, the, we did, um, uh, Kurt and I did DVD commentary for my last episode of The Shield, and Jay was supposed to come and he forgot. He spaced so we, we, we totally did it spaced and we right. did it, I got him on the did, phone. Uh, yeah. I'm just tired of seeing Jay. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jay was not available. Or at least that's what I was told. <laughs> <laughs> So much. <laughs> I love how she just takes the time and oh. <laughs> you know, Maggie's just she's incredible. Scary too a little bit. <laughs> Is this hard to watch? You could oh, it's a little hard it, to watch, yeah. yeah. She's just so. <laughs> she can do this. Incredible. I think it's one of those things as an actor you're like. It's always a little surprising. We're just surprised you have it. Has to yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's... call an ambulance. I'll bleed out. Tara? Tara, I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't let me die. He's the only one who ever calls me Tara. And everyone, it's, it's actually Tara, but at that point it's like, okay. Well, he calls me Tartar. 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 Yeah. Oh, shit. I couldn't stop him. I tried to talk to him. Okay, it's all right. Where is he? The bedroom. I'd get wrapped up in this. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> you stupid bitch. I didn't know what to do. I shot him. Jack, I had to. What do I, what do, I do? What and, do you I do? know, poor Maggie's like, we, we did that last scene in, like, six hours, and then we still had things, scenes like this. To, you were, for a whole day, you were, like, on. Well, we shot this on a different day, right? We shot it on a separate okay. day, but... To have to get back to that place. Oh, that was Jesus. hard. Yeah. It was hard to get back there. Yeah. Do this. You pathetic whore! Please. Once a biker slut, always a. 
That would be an example of some of that impulsive, you know, probably not making the wisest choice. This, this, you know? this little beat right here, when he ex like and that. exhales like that, watch this. That, that's so real to me. Both of you, both of you right here. I think we rehearsed a lot out of this one too. I got, uh, I mean, I got, I got flack a little bit for, well, quite a bit for the scene that follows here. You know, the idea of, of this mm -hmm. being some sort of foreplay. Um, but I, you know, I always, I, that's another. Flack before we filmed it or? No, just as a result of it, like, you know, whether, whether was it gratuitous, was it, you know, but I, I, this is one of those scenes that I, I literally saw as I was writing the pilot and the idea that we've never, these guys have not connected physically the way they used to. And to actually have that moment happen and at this point where they're both incredibly vulnerable, I don't know, in my mind made perfect sense. No, I, I think, and and fits. I mean, it's funny too. <laughs> but I can see my, definitely oh, my, breaking my homage the, to uh, the Shining there. Definitely breaking the um, the mold. I could see why some people would be kind of confused about how what the, that they're supposed to feel. Well, it was more about whether it was you know sensational or gratuitous. But I, you know, and I, I totally believed it from the first moment that. Then out of that could occur the, right, right. the other, you know? I think they're in, they're both in such a state of alienation from what they normally are and, you know, what to do with all of that energy. I feel like it can go anywhere. Mm, right, right. You know, when, when people That's are in that control. condition, in the, in the shock state, basically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, guns are just sexy. You know, you shoot somebody and it's just... It's like, yeah, it's nothing awesome. like a little murder to yeah. get the juices flowing. It's, you know. You know, one of the ways that I hook into this world in terms of my character is the fact that she's a doctor, and I think doctors have to be pretty fucking comfortable with blood and guts, and mm -hmm. that there's a kind of violent undercurrent in that oh, profession. Oh, really interesting. Right. And, um... Yeah. This shot we that, got a that's lot. That's a shot for the ladies. Yeah, but we got we got. <laughs> the network was very concerned, or somebody was, about having um, Jay so close to the. Um, now that's right. The, that's the, right. the wedding bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, so we, we built a bathroom for him. Yeah. We moved so he's in another room, and and that made it okay. And uh, uh, thank you very much. Uh, uh, oh, really it was a pleasure. Really great, great episode, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Kurt. Charlie, Maggie. Guy was an amazing, oh, an amazing guide, guide through yeah. that story. No, he was, uh, he's my go-to guy for rape. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. On that, on that note. note, on that honorary distinction. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.